Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Name me a world leader who changed places with Xi Jinping. Name me one. Name me one. Joe Biden, at moments, was sweet in the State of the Union. That's how he started. It ended, though, as the voice went up because Joe Biden does not do a good job of engaging a conversation about passion with voice. It comes across as yelling. And even when he spoke about cancer, when he spoke about uh, people dying in, in, in that shooting that took place in California, and he's able to hit those softer tones, it is jarring when he jumps back to this screaming and yelling and this whole thing about name for me one leader who would trade places with Xi Jinping, screaming at members of Congress. I thought screaming at members of Congress was reserved for we the people. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Congressman Larry Bouchon joins us right now from the 8th District of Indiana. That is the Southwest uh, Quadrant. I want to get into some specifics, but you were in the room uh, last night. You heard the president yelling at you. You heard members of your party uh, engaging back. Your overall take on the substance of President Biden's State of the Union last night. Well, I mean, I think, you know, the president just said that he was touting his accomplishments, but the things that he considers accomplishments are massive amounts of federal spending that led to some of the highest inflation rates in 40 years, high gas prices, um, and other things that the administration is doing to limit the uh, fossil fuel production in the United States that's now making us dependent on foreign countries again. So, you know... They genuinely believe that these are accomplishments, but uh, I beg to differ. And it was an unusual speech because you just mentioned the president's voice went up and down. Sometimes, honestly, he was pretty incoherent. I had a hard time following along about what he was trying to say. So, um, you know, I thought it was very partisan and divisive um, and just, um, you know, a very unusual speech that was hard to follow. One of the places that got a lot of pushback was when he was discussing this idea that Republicans want to sunset uh, Social Security and, and Medicare. Listen, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you anybody who doubts it. Contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means Congress doesn't vote. Well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. It was indeed a, a, a moment. So let's break this down to its two parts. Sir, you're a, a medical doctor by training. Yeah. We're not going to take a look at Social Security and Medicare and realize that these are programs that will, in too many levels, be insolvent. We have to make changes to them. We're just going to leave them as is, uh, keep taking money away from uh, unborn grandchildren and hope for the best? 
Well, here, here's the thing that your listeners should know, that mandatory spending is about 70% of the federal budget. So the non-mandatory spending, like the Department of Defense and every other federal program, are only 30% of the budget. You could eliminate all of that spending, and we would still run deficits. So, you know, we're going to have to address, address the long-term entitlement spending. Everybody knows it on both sides of the aisle. What we don't want to do in Medicare is cut benefits to seniors, but what we have to do is address this massive uh, spending related on to such high, related to such high health care costs. So my take on this is, is we need to address health care costs, and they're out of control. And, you know, in Indiana, you're seeing uh, in the media reports about the high charges at hospitals and other places in the health care industry that are some of the tops in the country. So, you know, we do have to address these mandatory spending programs. We don't want to cut benefits, but we're going to have to reform these programs, Tony, because they're 70% and climbing. People are estimating in the next 20 years, they could be 100% of the current federal budget if we don't address it. So, you know, it's politically uh, difficult, and the president is being very dishonest uh, about Republicans' approach to this. Uh, but we have to address mandatory spending. They know it. We know it. And we need to find a bipartisan solution going forward to how we deal with it. With all due respect, sir, if everybody knows it and you just heard from both sides of the aisle, we're not going to do anything about it, doesn't really leave much room for doing something about it. No, what they're talking about is they're saying cutting the programs and that the Biden's being very dishonest because Republicans don't want to cut these programs. What we want to do is reform them and make them sustainable. And that's a, that's totally different than saying we want to cut them. Democrats think that if you try to reform any federal program, make it more efficient, get rid of the waste, get rid of uh, some of the uh, problems with these programs, the fraud, that that's cutting the program. That's not what Republicans are talking about. We're talking about reforms and creating sustainable programs so people don't lose their benefits. And the, the Democrats are just dishonest about this. They know it needs to be addressed, but they know also that it's a political winner for them sometimes if they come out and say the Republicans want to cut these programs. So there's a difference between cutting benefits and reforming and making programs sustainable. Talking with Congressman Larry Bouchon of the 8th District of Indiana, the Southwest region of Indiana. Now let's get to the response really quick. It got booze. It had uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, calling uh, President Biden a liar right there from the gallery. Uh, was this theater or were Republicans really angry at this? Well, what's, what is clearly, and I will admit to that gladly, a lie from Joe Biden. No, we were angry. I booed the president when he said that because he knows how dishonest it is. Um, he knows that it's a political talking point. And uh, Republicans uh, were really angry um, because, we, like I just said, we know that mandatory spending is 70 percent of the federal budget and growing and that we need to address it to make these programs sustainable. We don't want to cut benefits in Medicare and Social Security, but there's a lot of, of fraud. There's a lot of waste in these programs, and, and we need to cut, honestly, health care costs on the front end rather than trying to pay bills that are too big. We need to get a handle on why health care is so expensive in the United States, and it doesn't need to be. 
What I'm talking about is the product product itself is too expensive, and we need to address that. So, no, we were genuinely angry. I was angry because uh, it's a flat-out lie, and uh, the president was booed by House Republicans. The other uh, place that got a lot of people looking around saying, what is he talking about, was a conversation uh, about uh, the the debt limit and this idea that, you know, here I am, Joe Biden, I walk into office, we've got this huge debt issue because of the Trump administration, and that's why we have to raise the debt ceiling now. Uh, the, the look, I believe it was on uh, Senator Mike Lee's face, is going to be a meme that carries on for generations. Uh, if, if you're now in control of Congress, and I believe that you will raise the debt limit, and I would like to see a cut in spending, exactly how strong is the Republican will to get spending cuts uh, in order to raise the debt limit, or is the debt limit going up regardless? Well, the debt limit will not be raised by House Republicans without some fiscal reform to get control of our spending. I mean, that's just the way it's going to be, and the president needs to realize that, and that we have divided government. They need to sit down with House Republicans, and let's find some fiscal reforms. I equate this to you charge up a credit card. Say you have a teenage son or daughter, they charge up a, a credit card. Of course, you're going to have to pay that bill, and that's kind of where we are with the debt dealing. We've already spent all this money but do you just let that son or daughter continue then to use the card in the same way and then rack up new debt or do you change the way they spend money and rack up debt on the credit card that's what we're talking about here so you know house republicans are are have a strong will to get some fiscal reforms to get control of this spending going forward and uh, I think we will. I think the president needs to sit down with us and uh, quit using it for politics. The debt ceiling has been used to get some fiscal reforms for a long time, and it's going to this time, or it won't pass the House. Well, I've still got a minute with with you, sir, talking to Congressman Larry Bouchon of the Indiana 8th District. One of the places that got an applause line from both Democrats and Republicans was the conversation about policing in America and the ideas of reforms and putting an end to unnecessary uh, shootings. Is there anybody you've spoken to on the Democratic side of the aisle, anybody you've spoken to on the Republican side of the aisle who has a bit of legislation, a concept, an idea of what they mean by reform? Or was this a feel-good moment as opposed to we're going to see something come out of it moment? No, Senator Tim Scott uh, for, uh, has led on this issue, an African-American senator from South Carolina. I think all your listeners know who Senator Scott is. He's a, he's a friend and a great senator. Uh, but here's the difference. What Democrats want to do is they want to allow trial lawyers to sue individual police officers personally if if there is a complaint uh, about them doing their job. So what Republicans want is we want accountability and we want people to follow the law, whether you're a police officer or not. And what Democrats want is they want to put police officers at risk of being sued personally if, say, for example, a police officer has to detain someone, and that person says, well, they they were too aggressive, so I'm suing them for assault. They want that to be sued, them to be sued personally and risk their own house and their livelihood. You know, where what Republicans want to make sure is that, you know, police officers are held accountable 
if they violate the law. And so there's just a divide there, because if we do what the Democrats want, let me tell you, I spoke to the Evansville Police Department the last time this came up. They said 80 percent of their police officers would find another profession if they were put at risk by trial lawyers suing them for every little thing that they do. And that's exactly what would happen. It's called qualified immunity. What that means is if you're doing your job properly and you're following the law, you know, you're not personally liable. But if you violate the law, and that's a misconception the Democrats have, if you violate the law as an officer, you're still liable. It's qualified immunity. You're immune to being sued by a trial lawyer if you're doing your job properly and following right. the law. So there's just a big divide there. They, 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 believe, they believe we should put all of our officers at risk to being sued all, constantly by, by trial lawyers while they're doing their job. You know, they got a tough job to do. They, they put their life at risk every day. And Joe Biden did actually say that part, which I appreciated. Congressman Larry Bouchon, I'm up against uh, the clock. I appreciate you being with us, sir, on the drive, Hubler.com hotline.